Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 72 of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Conway. And I'm your other host, Hamish. And today we're joined by an old computer science colleague and friend of ours, Alex Ingram. Alex, how you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, would you just like to introduce yourself a bit? Yeah, so, as you said, uh, name's Alex Ingram. I met Aaron and Hamish when I did computer science at Warwick. Uh, became part of the Hopside Dons. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, I grew up just outside of southeast London, coming from a small town called Jordan's Wood, just outside of Bexley. Yeah, now I'm working in investment banking as a foreign exchange support analyst. And yeah, that's pretty much me <laughs> for now. I was going to say at uni, my earliest memory of you was in first year, when, like in the earlier lectures when I used to attend, you just always have a beanie on, like. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. If I saw a beanie, I knew it was, I knew it was him. I knew it was beanie kid. Well, like, first year, I went full hipster. I'm not gonna lie. To be honest, yeah, like I remember everyone else in the class was mostly silent, yeah, but you would just you'd be willing to be loud, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I remember. I remember yeah. like cracking off a couple of good jokes in my time at uni. That is like my distinct memory of you. Like back of the room, it was always at the back of the lecture as well. Back of the lecture center was it? And somehow you would in first year, I think, in a way, it's because I associate with a certain room. It's in the... It's the exploring room, the 101 or whatever it was. I'm oh, thinking no, upstairs was... in DCS. I was going to say humanities building. Oh, no. What? Oh, really? Oh, where did we have, uh, where did we have lectures about web design? Oh, I can't remember the, his name, the lecturer. In physics, I'm Adam Chester. Yeah, Adam Chester. The same with, uh, what, what did you used to call him? Bug, ca- bug catcher. Who said that? Is there a joke we missed that one? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a... Pokemon reference about oh, what was his name? Oh, was like the, he's got catching bugs or something. Is that yeah? Like that yeah, like I can't remember the lecturer's name, but it was in, I think it was in the physics building. It was a skinny, skinny guy, quite old. Mike oh, Joy. Mike Joy. Yeah. Someone oh, legend. Call him Bug Catcher. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I love Mike Joy. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No disrespect to the guy. Yeah, here's my dissertation supervisor. Oh no way. Because Alan Chester didn't take my dissertation. Ooh, <laughs> beef, beef. Why not? He just said anyone could do this. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Cheers. and then I went to Mike Joy, gave him the exact same pitch, and he was like, "Yeah, that's really good." I was like, "Sweet, I'll just do it then." <laughs> I uh, I had heartbreak when I I went to the- you know Theo. Did you have Theo for um, here's machine learning. learning guy? Yeah, I went to him for my dissertation, and he he turned me away. I was I've never been so heartbroken. Oh, <laughs> the hype around Theo was like he had a bit of a hype that he was just like sick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a good. He was a, he was a funny guy. He was a good lecturer. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more to say. That's all you want from a uni lecturer, isn't it? You want someone yeah, that you yeah. can get along with, who answers questions, who's friendly. Yeah, we've mentioned Comsidons there a bit. That was basically just a group of us in computer science, yeah. our WhatsApp chat, pretty much, and we were all we were all a part of that. When when did you join, Alex? When were you like officially inducted into the group? I think I met Hassan and Cam first, who then brought me into the wider group. Yeah. But I can't remember when I officially joined. Did you join before Hamish? That's what I'm trying to yeah, figure out. Yeah, everyone joined before me. Let's, let's not lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bar sort of just gradually lowered Hamish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, computer science, we all did computer science, if you couldn't gather that from that conversation if it stays in or not <laughs> 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 how do you find like computer science and like especially at work 
Oh, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? So oof, we could get real deep. My, so my first choice was actually Imperial, but I didn't get in because I missed the A star in maths by like, I think it was 3% or like literally three marks on one paper. It was, it was tiny. That sucked. But yeah, so I ended up going to Warwick. I don't actually think that I'd seen Warwick campus before I put it as my reserve. Yeah, it might have been a bit of a silly thing to do, but I'd say it worked out pretty well considering I got there and I was like, I was very pleasantly surprised <laughs> compared to Imperial, which is like, you know, concrete jungle, London city. Yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, so I get to Warwick and I love it, to be honest. I So I stayed in Westwood, as you guys probably remember, remember by the fact that you never went there. <laughs> <laughs> for context, for those of you who uh, haven't heard Warwick or don't know anything, so it's a campus university basically means most of the lecture buildings are in one like it's like a really really small village right in the middle and then all of the accommodation is goes further and further out of or from the center and my accommodation was about as far as you can possibly get from the center of the uni and but by that i mean like where the shops were where most of the lecture halls were where the the uni club or the copper rooms (laughs) Oh man, that brings back some memory. You know, m- where most of the main attractions of Warwick are, and <laughs> and and my uh, accommodation was like fifteen. It was basically like living in the suburbs at a university. <laughs> I think Westwood was like talked down upon because it was actually pure shit, from what we know. What? Like no accommodation. Ah, uh, well, that's why I thought it was talked down upon. I thought Westwood was a nice one, but it was just far. Yeah, it was. It was far. Was Westwood on suite? No. No, because I thought Sherbourne and Heronbank were the ensuite ones that were all there on the left side before they built the buildings around it. But I, I'll, I'll go with mid tier, mid tier. If we were to do a tier list of the accommodations, it would be B, maybe C. There was one set of accommodation. Was it White? Oh. Whitefield, Whitefield. Is it Whitefield? Honestly, we're just adding words to the end of like. I'm going <laughs> to Google it. Yeah, Whitefield's Hall of Residence, I think. Yeah, Ooh, not good. Oh, there's a, there's a tab article. Things you'll only get if you lived in Whitefields. <laughs> They don't call it shitfields for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say disease. <laughs> but it was nice. Like it, you only sort of got the hustle and bustle of the uh, mm. the campus when you wanted it. And it was quite a nice walk, I'd say. And the closest to Varsity, which as we know, sick pub. Oh, that's oh. controversial towards Hamish. Yeah. Oh no. I feel like it was overpriced and shit. It was overpriced, <laughs> however, I've got many good memories of meals there and drinks and i once got dared to go there in uh so <laughs> it was after a night out people from Nightcoat, and i got dared in the kitchen of the halls i turned up in my dressing gown and male ugg boots okay <laughs> on, and somebody dared me to go to varsity in that outfit and they'd buy me the meal oh, and you just man. said it, it's not cheap there right so it was like it was probably a 20 pound meal i'd say 20 pound meal and a drink uh, <laughs> hamish google google uggs how do you spell uggs? i, I think i think you could rep them but they're male ones they're, they're like no frills per se almost halfway up to the knee in length add a nike swoosh to it and hamish will be on it <laughs> <laughs> sold it <at> jd <laughs> and yeah you know first year Strapped for cash, <laughs> bit less mature than uh, than your average eight. Well, actually, whether I could say bit less mature than your average eighteen year old, you are at uni, so 
everybody's got to learn. But yeah, uh, let's put it this way: it was the eight, it was the fastest eighteen pound I've ever made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> eighteen pound, decent then. Yeah, right. And I got there. This was after a night, a pretty heavy night out, and sort of just to add a little cherry on top, I managed to get myself a nice, a nice double JD honey and coke. Oh, my morning <laughs> meal. I thought you were about to say you might have managed to pull yourself a nice lady. <laughs> you were <laughs> like that. This is if I'd have managed to pull anyone apart from the police in my dressing gown and Ugg boots, Christ. I think I might have actually been repping the beanie as well. <laughs> probably, probably. Was, was it beanie blue? No, 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 black. Gra- oh, I, I remember like a greyish, bluish type of one. Yeah, you know, RIP though, because I've lost that beanie. It was my favourite Oh, hat. shit. Alex's yeah. beanie and Irish's Chelsea scarf. They're like two <laughs> iconic fashion <laughs> computer science fashion choices. Oh man. I remember that scarf, I think. How did he lose it? Did he lose it? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sorry. I can't, I I can't thought, remember. I thought you were mentioning it because he also lost it. Maybe he did, maybe he did. And I just don't know about it. Text it. Don't know that story. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't ever spoken to him for a while, just be like, hey, what, what? <laughs> Oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> On the podcast with uh, Alex, um, we were just wondering. <laughs> You're live on the podcast right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't usually call people when we do this. Yeah, yeah, imagine. The third world does prank calls. No, I would hate to do that because I wouldn't want to be prank called. It's just long. <laughs> just a waste of time. That was such a like primary slash secondary school thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Prank calling. Probably a knock-on effect of you know mobile technology being new as well. Yeah. You've got all those young kids sort of experiencing it for the first time. But Warwick, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was a massive tangent, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> I think I spoke about everything apart from computer science. I absolutely, I loved first year. Obviously, getting to know everybody. The courses were all, I wouldn't say generic, but they were all easy enough to understand. That it was like a welcome invitation. Obviously, the fact that first year only counted for ten percent. I mean, that's more than some courses. The fact that it counted for anything, some could have seen as a bit of a nuisance to be honest but yeah a lot of subjects did not have a graded first year whereas up like like i said 10 percent is not that much but uh but yeah it was content that was easily digestible after a night of getting plowed with alcohol <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs> i'm glad you said with alcohol yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i don't know some people yeah. might get, be getting very lucky uh, and then second year took a hard, hard nosedive for me. I hated second year. I was also having trouble with uh, with my sort of home life at uni. You know what I mean? That that bit kind of sucked. And yeah, I found a lot of the content in second year just horrible, completely uninteresting, boring, difficult to understand. Maybe not even difficult to understand. Probably just the boredom mm. like yeah. acted as a wall for me. But I just was not enjoying the subject. You know, thank God I had you guys. One of the one of my I was thinking about this the other day. One of my favorite memories from second years. I, I don't think I'd been to a lecture for a week, <laughs> two two weeks. <laughs> yeah, <in it. laughs> and I because we were living in South Lem. I met up with uh, Hassan and Cam. I think they were just walking past. Yeah, and. I know the the thing that I remember most was Hassan's like actual joy to see me <laughs> alive uh. and well. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I've no, I don't think I've seen anyone happier to see me than uh, than him that day. It was so nice. He was like Alex, man, I missed you, and he gave me a big hug. And I it, it was I don't, I don't think I've ever told him, but it's I really needed it. It was so nice to see. No, that's cute. I was going through some some troubled 
uh, some trouble at the time. So, for a second, I thought you were going to say, you know, my one of my favorite memories of uh, university was, you know, going to a lecture. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just going yeah, to sick. <laughs> I was there was a point where I was worried, like he walked into DCS and it was just me and you arguing about something petty. Like, there's no need for it. That's what I was, I was like. I don't know what it's going to be as well if he says it yeah, because I don't remember what we were arguing about. <laughs> Hamish arguing with people. That's probably why you're both on a podcast now. Probably bounce off each other quite well. I'm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I haven't listened to. Uh, I think I, I watched maybe the first couple, but uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't been been listening. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, that's, that's fine, Alex. Yeah, you, know, you got 72 episodes, including me. So yeah, must be doing something right. Plenty, plenty to catch up on, Alex. <laughs> It'll take a while. We also have the clips channel. <laughs> You've got a clips channel. What about reacts? Soon come. Soon, soon come, soon come. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking, what, what episodes... Who have we had from Computer Science? Who, who do you have that Alex will know? You've got Josh KV. Yeah. Um, TK. TK. Other names that I can Samuel remember. Samuel Maybe we wouldn't have met him because it was been too young. You've had... Liana's not from... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Liana, but we know her. You haven't actually had many of the Dons on. Yeah, like, she's the first one. Yeah, Yash was the first one, of course. We we do have plans to me- message some for future things and start seeing if they want some. Some. Cut out. Hey, she's like, you know who you are. <laughs> you know, Sparrow, for no reason. Whichever dickheads made those stories about me in first year. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, basically, like, because every month, yeah, we just basically pick names out of hat onto who we should message and, and we try to separate so it's not everyone. For example, we don't have to do all the comms I don't in one go. Yeah, that's fair. That reminds me, what are the absolute scenes? Uh-oh. Hamish sent me a text. Aaron, <laughs> I don't know if this is usual. Obviously, you've spent more time with Hamish recently than I have. Okay, Wait, go on. <laughs> one of the texts he sent me, I, I, was, I think I was just uh, saying how I, I'd been on the phone or something. And he was like, the trap line's always blinging, yeah? <laughs> What on earth? I li- I I was like, Hanish, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've got no idea what you just said. <laughs> no, no, there's a good reason I said that. Yeah, Alex, that? that is perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> one second, one second. I'm just trying to find where I said it. Uh, I don't know what he says half the time either. It's probably <laughs> is it was that go along with it? Is, was that a, a lyric, Hamish? I'm guessing. Yeah, it means like his um phone that he uses specifically for legal activities is always going off. So like he, he basically said, "Oh shit, I didn't see this or something." Yeah, and I saw that as an opportunity to use that line. I use that line to anyone who says, "Oh shit, I missed this message because I've been so busy." I'm like, "Yeah, your trap line's always blinging." Yeah, <laughs> I use them. <laughs> Alex is just like you, what mate? So you know when you say like your hotline hotline bling, yeah, like in yeah, the yeah. Drake song, yeah, it's like yeah, it's your, your phone's always ringing off, so it got buried in the messages or whatever. But yeah. It was basically like, oh shit, I didn't see the messages for the draft topics or something. And that sign, so like, yeah, trap line's always blinging, don't worry. <laughs> and he's just like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> for some reason, I thought you would have knew, but I guess, I guess you did. <laughs> Hello? No, but like, for some reason, I felt like you listened to, like, you may have listened to a bit of the, because you were at Smack and stuff, you may have understood. I mean, everyone was pretty much at Smack, Hamish. <laughs> at some point, I remember. <laughs> through that, <laughs> through neither want nor will of their own. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Smacks is one of those places. Even if you don't like the music, you're just there for the culture. Do you know what I mean? The culture. Yeah, yeah. do it for the culture. Go to Smack. Can Smack please sponsor us? Because we talk about Smack so much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> reach out, reach out. They probably would. We're gonna hit up the boy David Ramsey. 
Yeah, <laughs> shout out. So you've got Neon, Smack, Casbar, uh, Casbar. Oh, Copper Rooms. Casbar. <laughs> copper room. It was four, innit? Oh, that was there, it. there's like a sem- there's loads like assembly. Oh, and do they count? Oh yeah. Yeah no yeah no. That you know next to neon assembly was neon. more like a concert hall, wasn't it? And was it something? No, I think Zephyr. it was literally Zephyr? just a. Was it called Zephyr? Zeph Zephyr? Yeah. I don't know. So six. What was that one where um Aki used to go the Shisha Lounge or something? Was it the Asian night? That was there was Temple Lounge or something. I don't know what it was in Cov Temple Lounge. I don't know. What, I don't know the correct name. But no, no, no. If you're listening, let us know. I don't know why, but that made me. That made me uh, remember Aesop Ball. Oh yeah, oh, that, that was sick. Actually, that was that was lit. One year we went. Yeah, that's fair. That was such a sick time. Sick food. Aki didn't even make it. No, no, no that, that's a different event. That was that's a, a miss. A different event. <laughs> that was missed. He literally missed. Missed. <laughs> that's funny. Was that oh, shit? Yeah. I think we were all there for Aesop Ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we were all yeah, outside. I don't think anyone wanted to miss out on it. Yeah, all the dons were outside. Uh, do you know? Do you know why we went? Yeah, it's because yeah, Cam and Hassan were ultimate hype men for them. They were basically ticket reps. Yeah, they weren't paid ticket reps. Yeah, but they were basically ticket reps. And at the end of it, we all had a ticket. You know, funnily enough, I don't know how this will come across, but I was genuinely nicely surprised by the amount of non-Asian people at ASOC Ball. You know, were, were there a lot? Yeah, I, I remember because obviously I was in the minority. Yeah. <laughs> For once in my life. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, and it was nice to sort of be able to look around and see that other, like there were other people, I don't want to say other people like Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, people that weren't Asian were also there. So it was, it was quite nice. Yeah. I do feel like <laughs> it was it was quite easy to get into the Asian society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we can move on from university if you want. I didn't even say, get to third year. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, Alex, I think, was the only Italian person that I had met. Alex, are you Italian, right? You're Italian. Yeah, yeah, I'm half. Oh, Ed, Ed Bop, Hamish. Oh, shit, yeah, Ed Bop. Who? Ed, Ed, do you know Ed Bop? We've had him on the podcast. He did some computer science modules. He was a housemate of mine in first year, so that's like how I really uh, know him. Um, would I have seen him around DCS? Yeah, I think so. You but would have only in first year, or? No, no, no. More later years. Like I probably do know him, but don't. I think if I showed you a photo, you'd like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because my memory for faces is much better than names. But yeah, yeah, third year. Did we want to get on to third year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, third year, so like massive up. Oh, really? Third year, massive up. Considering how bad second year was for me. Like 2016, I didn't think I could have another year that was as bad for me as 2016. 2020 came and smashed that record. (laughs) Luckily, I have the option to work from home and I'm a massive gamer. So my hobbies and work weren't really affected by it. So that's I've been I've been incredibly fortunate by the whole pandemic situation. Obviously not being able to see my friends and have them over, go out or anything is just hor- yeah. horrific. But I have definitely not been impacted as badly as some people. Yeah, yeah. Bless them. But yeah, uh third year, the modules in it were sick. Like some of my favorite modules, machine learning, robotics. We did graphics. Did you do graphics, the Pac-Man game? Yeah, graphics was pretty cool. But graphics is one that I struggled with quite a bit. Just not the way my, my brain works, I suppose. Not that visual with things. And I've just remembered Neural Networks. That was a sick module. That was so interesting because it was all how... It was like a mixture of psychology, biology, and how it all fed into back into computer science. That module was fantastic. I love that one. Oh, yeah, we did compiler design. 
that was horrific. Uh, I think that? I genuinely flunked that coursework so what badly. The, what was the automaton module? The one where we wrote in Java C or something? That the lecturer there, that was my dissertation supervisor. So I did my dissertation on a pre-picked subject because my my dissertation that I wanted to do was um was like machine learning for music. So like you know what Spotify does when it selects tracks for you to put on your Discover Weekly or or your release radar, pretty much that. But Theo was probably right in that, you know, to actually be able to do it with any sort of measure of success or you need a, a access to like a massive massive database of music so it was probably infeasible but would have been interesting just heartbreaking yeah would have been yeah i would have loved that instead of what i actually did for my dissertation what do you actually do <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember what do you remember automata? automata so basically automata are like a uh it's a mathematical concept of computation and what i did with it is make it real in like i made a computer program to simulate automata because that they're only meant to work in like they have states so you either have i think it's like a two-state system where you either loop or you go to the next node it, it's basically like a really restricted flow chart mm -hmm. um, and based on the input you have an output and that's judging by a that uh, gives you a change of state. And basically, I had to take something like that and just upscale it massively and have it be able to understand like an infinite alphabet. I might have my dissertation somewhere, so you could have a read of it if you're interested, but I <laughs> yeah. am not going to talk about link, it. Link in the description is, uh, for anyone. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Let's put it that way. I don't know, what, um, I don't know why, but when you said um, automata, my first thing I thought of was just the group chat going off, like in those lectures. Uh, where's, <laughs> let me see if I can find Oh, what was... Yeah, I do remember. There were a lot of memes around that time. It was the way he said it as well. Yeah, I found a message. Drink every time he says automaton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a dead subject. Yeah, look, I've just, I've just seen like group chat. Just like... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like... Just loads of people going, just reply, automaton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. He's actually such a nice guy, yeah, but he, he, he does pronounce things. Do you guys have favorite lecturers? Shout out to, was his name Florian? Florian. Florian. Oh. <laughs> he was a don. He seemed like a good guy. I just didn't like the, le like the sub. Oh, the sub. Well, like wasn't it maths. just, wasn't it? Just, yeah, I mathematics just, for computer scientists. Yeah, I just hated that. So like, yeah, no, probably, that's fair. Probably clouds my. Like, but he himself was a very cool and interesting guy. He's a cool guy. But yeah, the sub yeah. subject matter. Yeah. I don't know. Matt Leake was always someone in first year. Matt Leake. That, was, that like, was it. Yeah. He was just a like first lecture and he like takes a piss out of like other lectures and takes a piss out of himself and like it was just like Matt, I wasn't expecting it. it and I was like, oh shit, this is really cool. If you ever listened to this and, and found out that I didn't mention his module as one of my favorites, which it is, Matt, if you are listening, <laughs> you know, shout out computer architecture and I think it was I think it was ACA Advanced Computer Architecture. That was another one of my favorite modules in third year. Yeah, even though I couldn't remember it to begin with. <laughs> also, yeah, I had this person for natural language processing. He was actually really really good at explaining like all the stuff for natural language processing. Like that was one of my top modules as well. So like that guy that guy was sick. That was a lecture I could keep up with to be honest. So even though I stopped attending at some point once again, but that was somewhat that was something I could you know get along with. Who was it? The automata guy was good, I'd say. But it was lectures, I won't lie. They were sleepy. I don't blame people for going to sleep in there, but 
if you're in his lectures, I feel like you could do the work week in, week out with ease. Yeah, we're not saying anyone's a bad lecturer. We're just saying we have our preference. We, we have favorites. Yeah. Everybody's got favorites. Yeah. Like, so, like, I may not understand something that someone else says, but someone else may say it better. So, like, mm. Aaron may not like foreign, but you may like foreign, for example. Preferences. There was, who was Prashant's dad? Prashant's dad, yeah. <laughs> oh, the guy who used to draw his eyebrows on. I assume there was, like, reasoning for that. Like, I thought it was. Yeah, like, yeah. Reason, yeah. He, was, he was very bold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would actually say like Adam Chester was a decent lecturer. The only one bit that gives him a ma- massive negative point is when he told us to memorize the 10 points of the flipping HGTV protocol or whatever it was and then didn't put it in the exam. I'll never <laughs> forget that. <laughs> I'm not good with memories, but if I learned the 10 steps here, like if I managed to memorize it and then you don't put it in the exam, fuck. <laughs> like, I just remember at the back of that, you know, like what was that? That was in the sports center. I was we were in the back of the hall. I was sat all day at the back and I, I, saw, I saw it wasn't in any of the questions. I'm like, fuck. Adam. Instantly, I'm like, I've lost 25 marks already. Oh. It's been a lot of reminiscing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I'm feeling like oh, memories, man. Would you guys go back? Yes. I mean, like, if we all went back to like chill, what I want to do, yeah, me and Aaron have discussed this here. What we want to do is we want to record an episode on the DCS for all times. That would be sick. Can you imagine that? Comps are done at DCS reunion. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Would I go back? As in, like, would I do like. Would you want to relive it or go back? Either, yeah, either would you, either or, I suppose. Would you relive it yeah. or go back for a master's? Oh, I already got a master's and so does Aaron. Oh, yeah. But like a PhD then. <laughs> PhD, okay. sorry, yeah. Okay, maybe not PhD unless all my, like everyone that we were around, you know, like everyone that we knew in all our circles, uni was what it was because everyone was there, right? Of who was there, But I would yeah. relive it. I would relive it for sure. But I'd relive fourth year in a loop. Fourth year, even though I missed some of like people like yourself, Alec McPherson, and so some people who needed three years. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that was the best year. Third year, I would still, I'd want, I don't mind reliving. Second year, I don't mind reliving. But yeah, so like I would, I would, I, I wouldn't actually remind living the whole four years. But I don't know if I'd go back now. It wouldn't be the yeah. same. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It, I feel I think like it would feel quite empty. It would taint your yeah. memory of it if you did it now. I think it'd probably be better to go somewhere else. Yeah. If the comps I don't chat, yeah. If we got a message today, being like. Oi, lads, PhD, what's the motive? <laughs> what are we saying? Yeah, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? Well, I'd say, uh, sorry, boys, I've got to go do a master's first. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do a master's to do a PhD, do you? you as long as you have a degree, uh, I think you can actually... It makes sense. To, you have it to makes sense to do it, but I think, you can, I think you can do it without a, a master's. You can check. I don't know. Or if it was like master's and or PhD, and then, and then I saw the yeses coming through, like, oh, yeah, I'm down, I'm down. Or I'd, I'd be like, Oh, you know what? Well, let's go. Let's go. Maybe, maybe you got to do it. <laughs> then we all get there and like, this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because like, they'll be going to try and live the same lifestyle we did like in those four, three or four years here, but it wouldn't be very feasible to live that same exact lifestyle. But the uni there. lifestyle changes so much year on year. But you know, it's, I feel sorry for the people at uni right now because imagine... Oh. Oh yeah, I mean they're yeah. not at uni right now. That's yeah. the point. If we're saying in this current like climate and yeah, that's no way to experience uni. Yeah, I feel for them. But if you no. said there was a rewind button to like 2014, yeah. oof, yeah, I probably would be tempted to press it. I would, I would probably, te- I would probably press it. I, th- I think I could go- get more out of my uni experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah not that I, I don't like regret it, like what I've done, no. but like. I could have done stuff differently. Yeah, for sure. But then it was a learning experience, isn't it? Like we had to learn it that way. Yeah, like I am who I am now because of, well, partially because of uni, but I definitely matured so much when I went to university. It's insane. Like the person you are before uni and the person you are at the end of uni, it's two completely different people. 
because you get to experience independence and it it changes you it does i feel like the communication skills or the social skills it gives you is just unparalleled especially like someone who wasn't very social before like i feel like even if you're not a social person like you learn a lot of interaction yeah and you learn a lot you meet a lot more different people because than where you are or where you grew up with yeah i I don't know if you guys want to talk about that because i obviously was quite outgoing from the get-go yeah like that's just who i was i didn't really struggle with any of that but if you guys want to talk about you know coming from maybe a more shy background or not being as talkative that's quite interesting so i I wouldn't say i was necessarily shy i just had a lot of issues with a lot of people that prevented me from like doing certain things so and the things i would have wanted to do with my friends yeah, usually we couldn't afford it back in the day. So we'd just be chilling, you know, just normally without whoever it cost it. So when it came to uni, like I would say I had the confidence to walk up for, for example, in my group here, if I had to go up to the like cashier to ask for like, the, you know, like, oh yeah, look, the, the pound um, coin is stuck in the pool table. Um, could you help us out? Like, I wouldn't mind doing it oh, in that sense. But like meeting people and knowing how to socialize, etc. I didn't know how to do it because I only had basically a few friends throughout my entire life till that point. So like, that was one thing that I learned. Once again, then I didn't know the boundary between a joke and stuff because I'd always, I'd always only spoken to, for example, my few friends from home, right? So I didn't know that people had boundaries when it comes to sensitivity and things like that. So that was like a lot I learned at uni. Aaron would usually tell me, bro, you can't say that. You can't say that. I couldn't remember countless times Aaron has told me, bro, you can't say I that. I think we all said that to you at some point. <laughs> I was just like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. See, Alex, this is why Hamish thinks he can text you stuff like. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got what either the line was. Line always yeah. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? I was even, I think I was even, when Hamish said, like, about that pool table and the pound coin thing. I think I, think I was before, there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, even, I think I would have even been shy to even ask about that. I don't know. I just. I like my friends made a like I remember once we used to go out in Romford like me and my friends and um there's there's a club there and there's like the McDonald's opposite so do you used to, like get McDonald's afterwards I've actually whatever. been to Romford so I know exactly where you're talking about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't big up Romford man <laughs> <laughs> I've got so gassed <laughs> yeah but that's, <laughs> yeah you know Romford yeah I know I, I, know I shouldn't <laughs> but I feel like a sense of loyalty towards it you know but I re- I remember seeing my friend making a joke like. When McDonald's added in the self-service machines, that must have been the happiest day of my life. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh man! Just because I did have to go up to like the counter and ask for, like what I went to order. Really? So I didn't think I was that bad, but apparently I was. So yeah, uni's definitely changed you considerably, considering you're now running a podcast. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, yeah. the podcast does make us look like we're very, very, very social people. When in reality, we're just talking to one person and we're not in front of an audience or anything. Do you know what I mean? No, like, but a lot of people couldn't do that. A lot of people really struggle to maintain conversation. It's a real skill set. But I watched a video sort of analyzing, you know, Joe Rogan. He's got probably one of the most famous podcasts out there. Like everybody knows who he is. I saw someone analyze a, a video, like analyzing his techniques, of what he does. And it's just incredible. Like just the psychology mm. behind it is really, really cool of how you get a complete stranger to warm up to you to the point where. They don't know each other. And at the end of basically every episode, we get the person saying, I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm always impressed when a guest tells us that. Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it from me. Don't worry. Don't worry. Episode 44, Aaron. Memories. Oh, what a time. Uh, <laughs> the, um, context. Hello. Uh, no context. Let's move on. Listen to episode 44, actually. That, that episode is so funny. I think you'll enjoy it. Just listen to it. It's, it's just so funny. The, the sexual tension in that episode was high on all time high. <laughs> 
Swiftly moving on. What were you even talking about? My head's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I come on and completely derail the podcast. <laughs> we were just talking about how good like Joe Rogan is, so professional, and I'm here like all the floundering. social skills. We we're talking about social skills. Oh yeah, yeah. And it also it did teach me. I realized I thought what I thought was formal coming into first year. I realized I looked like the most road person in the flipping lecture still, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, so there needs to be some improvement <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I started to improve slowly. You could probably see you could probably see the gradual thing in like hairstyles and like my fashion sense change at uni because all I was ever was exposed to was basically what I was wearing in first year was what I thought was formal. I'm glad you said change and not improve. But... <laughs> um, I love that. Three, like how how many years has it been? Four. And you're still 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 the same, still ripping into Hamish. It's great. Yes. Nothing's changed. <laughs> We spoke about it quite a lot, like just how uni's kind of you know, changed us, I guess. And you do build lasting friendships. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm here. We don't talk very often at all, but when we do, it's like, you know, you just go back to it. Yeah. You know, familiar sure. phrase, faces, memories start flooding back. Honestly, I'm feeling like, like I'm, this is like super happy right now. I don't know how to explain it, but like, I'm super happy right now. <laughs> like, genuinely, I've been, I've been enjoying the conversation so much. Oh, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, same here. It's, no, it, yeah. it is nice. When, when, when uh, Hamish texted me, he said, oh, just think of it as a catch-up, pretty much. Yeah. That's what it is, right? We're just chatting shit. <laughs> yeah. What, what have you been then like, up to since uni? Oof. So uh, I think I probably brought it up at the time. So I left at the end of third year. It sort of was a bit of a surprise. It wasn't part of the, the master plan. plan. Obviously, I'd enrolled in the four-year course but I didn't get the grades in second year to actually do the Meng. Same, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to, I'd have to do the Masters of Science. To be honest, that was worth it. It was cheaper. It was cheaper to do it that way, Alex, speaking from experience. Maybe, maybe. But, and the topics that, that I, I was allowed to pick from just didn't interest me at all. I remember you guys, we've, we've just gone, we, we've gone from, <laughs> so what did you do after you? Back to uni. <laughs> you can see where we're stuck. You can see where we're mentally stuck, right? <laughs> No, so so I left after three years instead of four, and I hadn't done any job application. Yeah, I ha- I hadn't really been looking for any jobs. I hadn't done any. I hadn't done a sandwich year. I hadn't done any work experience. But they, don't they call it something else when you're at uni? It's not called work experience, is it? Like yeah, internships in my second year because I hadn't. I didn't think I was going to be leaving in third mm-hmm. year. I thought I'd be able to do that in third year to leave then in fourth year with something going forward. So that was a bit of a struggle. So I left uni and then pretty much chilled for, I'd say, a month. And then uh, my dad's best mate runs an estate agency. So while I was looking for jobs and opportunities, I uh, worked in an estate agency part-time. Fair credit to to, uh, to him for taking me on and helping me out. can only hope I did a good job for them. And then I got on to a training course with a company called M3 Consulting. So they were, it was pretty much like a refresher on what I'd done at uni, which was fantastic, while also teaching me new stuff to get me up to date with the current sort of job culture, like how to interview, tips, tricks. Yeah, just just like good knowledge to have for the current climate. That unfortunately didn't end up going anywhere. But while I was with them, I managed to land an interview with a different consulting company called Talent, who are mainly based in France, but they have an international presence. Yeah, luckily, they 
they took me on without actually having sort of a role for me as my first job. And it was, uh, yeah, like I said, it was a consultancy and they put me out in France for three months. It was, it was only meant to be one month stint first. And I went to, I went to a location or city called uh, Amiens, which is about an hour and a half north of Paris. And we pretty much did web dev there. I was helping them uh, build a site for like the French equivalent of Black and Decker, which okay. was quite cool. So yeah, well, as you probably know, I did not do very well in, uh, <laughs> in uh, what was it called? Web design? What was that module? Yeah, First year. Yeah. I just called it web dev. Was, yeah, yeah web dev, much. basically. It's not my cup of tea. I don't, I don't enjoy it. Like you're, you're very visual for that kind of thing, aren't, aren't you, Aaron? Yeah. yeah. That's I remember like, you did, yeah. you did bits in that. That's what I do. That's what I do out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, not really for me, but I, I, I could do all of the back end stuff. That was, I just don't find it that interesting, but I can do it. So we did that for pretty much a month. Me and three other guys, well, one, one, one lady and uh, two other guys. We were all living in an Airbnb together, like a three, three story Airbnb, sort of 10 minutes away from where we worked. The city itself was so pretty. Like it's got a big cathedral. It's got like a really, really nice parade of restaurants next to a lock it's um, a canal uh, and a big 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 park and like yeah it was just a really really picturesque little town and then two of us were contacted to stay on and go to the talon hq in paris whereas two of the other two had been given or started to interview for job opportunities because they fit the uh, profile i'll touch on that again because it was quite funny so Maria and I went to we went to Paris. Um, we stayed in the I think it was the thirteenth, was it the eleventh arrondissement, which is like north northeast of Paris. And uh, we stayed there for two months and worked in Talon HQ. Our project was working with a little robot called uh, Spoonie. <laughs> it was it was meant to be like the next gen office assistant pretty much like it used a lot of machine learning and, and probably natural language processing to it was meant to be it would overhear you talking about i don't know meeting up in the future or or, or having a, a conversation or having a meeting and it would it would do things like book your room for you or right. or order in like food and drink and all of that what if you're joking no, no, no. Don't me. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't buy the champagne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that was the gist of it. And we basically got it to, I think when we worked with it, it was still in its rudimentary form, but we managed to get it to map the building. So we gave it like pretty much a map of all of the different rooms in the building. And if you asked for directions to one of the rooms, it could guide you. And uh, <laughs> it featured very, very, <laughs> I put them like cute human-esque, like hand-drawn maps of, so obviously they weren't perfect. They were like literally done in paint with like yeah. mouse-drawn directions. But yeah, so that was meant to be like the human sort of cutesy aspect. And yeah, so that, that's what, what we achieved in the two months there. We also gave like several presentations, but Spoonie was was the thing Talon were focusing on at the time. The experience of just working in another country, in like particular France, how did you find that? It was, so coming out of uni, you exploring and going to new places is sort of still fresh on the mind. So you're quite adaptable. Paris itself, 
fantastic city. There's so much to do, so much to see. I definitely missed London while I was there, though. Like the one thing that bugged me, I suppose, is well, t- I suppose two things is they have a real. Ra- this is a bit grim. They have a real, real rat problem. Like it's horrible. Oh, does London? To be honest, <laughs> no, but. So, like, I don't think I've ever seen a rat in London. Obviously, I, I don't live there, but I've been in London at like in the small hours of the morning. I've never seen a rat. Whereas Paris, oh boy, and also French people, they smoke so much and they just like flick mm. cigarette butts everywhere. Like, you'd fill up a Hoover in five minutes. But those are the negatives. The positive are it's a fantastic city. You've got so many different tourist attractions. Every restaurant, you could find one in just a, some small corner on a back alley and it would be fantastic. Like restaurants, drinks, food. They've got it all pretty much. It's, yeah. it's a really, really nice city. If you've not been there, I would definitely recommend going to visit Paris and just taking it in. Go to a small coffee shop, have a coffee, go, <laughs> go get drunk in a bar, go see what the French people are like. Obviously, I was there during the World Cup. Big up France because they won it. I was there cool, during the. Yeah, I, yeah. You probably saw me on Facebook. I, think I, I posted yeah, yeah. one of my. Uh, what was it? What's it called? The, the banner panorama. On, on panorama. It was. It was probably one of the best photos I've ever taken because someone lit a flare just as I was taking the photo. So it was a really cool panoramic shot of the Champs Elysees, filled. I mean, packed with people. I've never seen so many people in one place. But it was like sardines walking up the Champs Elysees towards the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. And someone's lit a flare and it's given the whole photo like a really cool red, red lighting aesthetic. It was pretty sick. But yeah, the, that was the, that was the year of, uh, where <laughs> it's coming home. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. We were actually at Warwick for that year. We remember we have like memories of the piazza getting burnt by the sun, like literally burnt. Oh, damn. Celebrating that. that. Those are mad times. Oh, it's one yeah, of those Matt- things where, like, if England won, you probably would have been gutted not to have been here. But uh, considering the, the French won, yeah, yeah. absolutely incredible. The vibe of the city during the World Cup, especially as France started to do better and better. Like, the French people really know how to party. Let's put it yeah. that way. They were, <laughs> it was, it was so cool to see sort of the joy that football and winning the World Cup actually brings to a people. I can imagine, obviously, Paris being at the center, but I can imagine what happened in Paris happening all across France. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's just, I, I'm not sure if I'll ever live to see or to be in a city where, whose people have just won the World Cup. And it was, it was one incredible experience. Let me tell you that. I believe, believe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe we can recreate 66. Football's coming home. I've not got very high hopes. No, I can't say that. But yeah, so that was fantastic. I think I returned home shortly after that. And then I think it was about five months that I was just working in Talon's London office while I was still like interviewing, looking for opportunities. And I wanted to do something in development, obviously being from computer science. I really I do really do enjoy programming. But at the time there didn't seem to be many sort of development roles within Banking, which is where Talon sort of focused, that, that's their expertise. They're in the financial tech industry. But fair credit to the to my the account manager there at the time. He he spun me a support role. It's the first interview that I actually had with Talon in uh, in 
London was at uh, BNP Paribas, again, a, a French bank. So uh, <laughs> as, as you've probably noticed, my experience after uni has gone from sort of Midlands, England to France. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuck with the French since, since leaving uni, pretty much. So it was the first, yeah, so it was the first and only interview that I had in London with, with talent, I think. I interviewed with the global head of um, FX support, so FX being foreign exchange. Probably not global, I think the London head of, of uh, FX support at the time, a guy called Philippe, who scared the shit out of me, and, and he still does. Hopefully he doesn't ever hear this, but uh, if you do, Philippe, you scare the shit out of me. <laughs> so he, he gave me like the generic sort of grad interview, and then I had like the round two interview there and then, because he called in the manager of the team that I'd be joining sort of there and then to give me a follow-up interview. So I was interviewing for basically two and a half hours. But luckily for me, the team lead at the time was really into dev. So I, I just spoke to him a bit about my opportunity with talent in Paris. Because he was also, as you can imagine, French bank, a lot of the management off from France or French. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the two being the same, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So I told him about my opportunities um, at Talent and what I'd been doing with Spoonie and the, and the dev that I'd been doing, and it turned into a lecture because he was big into development. He told me he was he like started grilling me on what I'd been doing, and he started like giving advice on how he would have done it and how it could be improved. And I was I basically just took the time to take notes and. And listen to him. And I think he must have really appreciated that because I got the job. But it was the one time that I've been to an interview and just sort of listened instead of spoke. Because the guy just, he just spoke to me for about half an hour. Yeah, it's a nice um, change. Yeah, uh, uh, about development, like the support <laughs> aspect of the interview just flew out of the window at that point. It was, it was basically just me and this, uh, me and this guy, Julian, just chatting for, for 30 minutes. I, yeah, like I said, I think he really rated the fact that I listened to him so intently and, and was happy to learn. I think that was probably the key, really. He saw that I was really happy to learn and he saw how I was taking notes and listening to him. And he was, he probably thought that that was the mentality that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Then I got the news two weeks later as I was on, literally, I was boarding a plane to go to Cape Town on holiday. As I got the text from the account manager saying, Alex, you got the job. So that was a, that was a pretty sick feeling, like getting on the plane, landing in Cape Town and thinking, like, the first thing I did was pretty much call my parents, be like, I got the job. <laughs> I'm going to go holiday now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's sick, man. Cape Town, fantastic place. If you haven't been, I really recommended it. I would really recommend it. South Africa's incredible. Maybe not now with their, uh, variant of the virus. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, South Africans are a laugh. They're so friendly and they're always up to, <laughs> they're always up for a drink and for partying and for music. It's really nice. It's got a good vibe to it. Lots of tourist attractions, Table Mountain, Stellenbosch. Like you've got some fantastic water, not to drink. I mean, like you're, it's obviously a coastal town. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, pretty much since then, I've been working as a support analyst in, um, in BNP Paribas in their foreign exchange wing. No, that's cool, man. It sounds like you've been like had like quite a few pretty cool experiences since uni. Yeah, I mean, I wicked, man. count myself as pretty lucky. And not everybody gets to go and work abroad. No, and I, I, funnily enough, I I turned two years old at BNP Paribas on Friday. The twenty ninth oh, of January is my BNP Paribas birthday. Congratulations! So, uh, 
<laughs> Although when this when, when this comes out, it'll be like another two weeks. So it'll be like <laughs> a month. <laughs> um, it's also my mom's birthday. Oh really? Wait, shout out Hamish's mum. You're <laughs> <laughs> not gonna listen to this, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I always like to shout your mum. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you um, Cut that. <laughs> I'm happy to say I don't make your mum jokes anymore. I know. Oh, I know. Wow. That was presented on a plate for me. <laughs> I was testing it. I was like, should I, should I give it to him? Let me see if he can hold himself back. You know, I'm going to, uh, and I did it and you couldn't. One thing that's been like quite recent in the news, and you mentioned earlier, you are a bit of a, a bit of a gamer, paying much attention to any of the, like the GameStop <laughs> stock. To the yes, moon, <laughs> GME, <laughs> AMC. <laughs> What's oh. like a bit of a, bit of a rundown, like the basics. Yeah, sure. So, in like layman's terms, layman's terms is a bunch of hedge funds were shorting GME stocks, i.e., they were selling them. The, the whole point of shorting is you open up a position by saying that you're going to sell your stocks. And what you want is for the price to fall, because then you open a position here saying sell, and you're hoping that the price of the stock falls so that you can then almost close your own position by buying back. And basically, you make as much money as is the difference of yeah. uh, where you buy and where you sell. So what they're hoping to do is is short it when the price is still high and then buy it back when the price is really low. And they make all of the profit in between. And, you know, hedge, hedge funds are pretty much massive. They have like massive, massive capital behind them. And they're probably leveraged like 10, 100, maybe even a thousand times that. Leverage, basically, if you don't know what it means, basically a multiplier on the amount of money that you put in versus that you actually have to play with. So if you put in like a million and you're leveraged a thousand times, you're actually playing with a billion, you know? Right. So you just it just multiplies the profits that you can make, but also the risk that you take at the same time. So a bunch of a bunch of hedge funds uh, on were shorting GME stocks, and there's a there's a Reddit known as uh wall street bets and these guys are absolute nutcases for the most part they make some ridiculous fucking bets and calls and such but for whatever reason they took particular offense to people <laughs> shorting gamestop and instead what they've done is banded together and i think it's expanded well past that subreddit for now they've banded together and everybody's buying gamestop stocks and their derivative, it's AMC. I don't actually know too much about it, but I think it's the movie and film arm of GameStop. Yeah, AMC's like, yeah, films and cinema and yeah. that kind of stuff. So the effect that that has is because everybody's buying, the price is being driven up and up and up. And so these hedge funds that are count banking on the price going down are just getting shafted. <laughs> like, I think, I think GameStop stock started at, I think, four. $20 a piece, I think. And now I saw it like the other day. I think it's up to $300 per share or stock of the company, which is ridiculous. So basically, the hedge funds, hopefully banking on the shares going down to like pennies, have now lost. And it's not that they've lost $280, they've lost $280 worth of price difference, which yeah. multiplied by however much money they put behind it i don't want to, i don't want to even think about it because it just brings tears <laughs> one company went bankrupt yeah pretty much and so all of these hedge funds are either i don't know if they get bailed out that's going to be pretty sus 
but they're losing shit tons of money. And the whole controversy is like everybody's looking at it as if Reddit is manipulating the market. (laughs) When really, like, uh, if Reddit does it, what makes that so bad considering it pretty much happens every day on a corporate level? Yeah. You know, it's only now that because basically the trading platforms that people were using, like eToro, Robinhood, to buy these stocks and shares started disabling users and stops like allowing them to buy these stocks, which is peak corruption right there. It's meant to be a free market. You can't just stop people from buying like, stocks. I don't know. This, I think there's definitely going to be some legal action there because that seems highly legal to me. The people on Reddit, yeah. I mean, from initial understanding, there'll be a good bunch of gamers on there that, you know, they may have different interests. But when you violate the Americans gaming aspect here, bro, shit kicked off here. Like they could have continued to violate hundreds of other companies. But the moment they went after a gaming company, bam, they triggered them and then they, they <laughs> grouped up and then they all went after them. Yeah. And in a long time, I haven't had, I was telling Aaron and some others, I haven't, I haven't had so much fun reading the news here. <laughs> since like this stuff has happened yeah the and, memes have been incredible yeah. as well <laughs> it's like you gotta play that young girl like, i'm loving it yeah i was literally just enjoying the thing and i was like literally they, if they didn't fuck with gamestop they would have been allowed here because reddit wouldn't have come after them but they fucked with gamestop and then that allowed you know the reddit community to all gather up and actually sadly now wall street bets has moved to like a paid for website now or something now so oh, okay capitalism one and done but you know Oh, not joking. <laughs> I like to think about like who was like this the single redditor who made that like post. He said he was named like, as well. He yeah, was on. A, he, he was on he an article the yeah. other day. He looks like Liam Joy. <laughs> I, I sent it to Liam. I, I sent Liam a screenshot. Like Liam, why does this guy look like you? <laughs> I, that, that's pretty much the end of my knowledge of uh, of what's going on. But uh, but yeah, he was. I I saw his um his face on an article like it was literally one guy who made a post on wall street bets that has that started the whole movement yeah it's just it, i just find it so fucking funny that it's literally a bunch of redditors bunch of gamers with like <laughs> yeah. fifty hundred dollars two hundred dollars banding together to give the biggest middle finger <laughs> to hedge funds and wall street that i've ever seen you could see like in the media where the money started to pile in and everyone started to take the negative narrative towards it and everything but the thing is they're like if they caught people was causing that as insider trading i'm like if that's insider trading then like that's a public knowledge yeah like but yeah and as people were saying in many different ways and i'm I'm going to slightly agree with this opinion is that the middle class and the upper class here were all happier whilst they were fucking everyone else. But when they got, when some people entered and played them at their own game, suddenly they weren't happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a billionaire that came on the news or something and was complaining that people should be like getting sued and whatnot. Shot, man. Yeah. There was a news article or like an interview with, I think it was the head of interactive brokers mm-hmm. who literally admitted to market manipulation live on air. Or something like that. It's crazy. Like the guy should be behind bars for saying stuff like that. If he's not by the, at the end of it all, then I'll be very surprised. But it just goes to show the corruption that have. If you've got enough money, like you make your own rules. I think allegedly the Republican Party started to like step in to like get these. You know, like as you said, those people couldn't buy anymore. In certain companies, they couldn't buy any more game stocks. Of like, um, it got politics got involved because obviously if the billionaires are pissed, but obviously there was like reasoning such that they obviously have a lot more damage on the economy if they blah 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 and all that shit yeah but uh, honestly that was like a very good fun one or two weeks and now we're just watching the repercussions and whoever owns the reddit twitter as well they tweeted oh this is gonna be a fun one to explain to my therapist this week 
Oh my god. On on gaming though, Hamish just started streaming. Oh yeah. From um third. It was world. only a test stream yesterday. <laughs> it was only a test stream. You're diversifying, are you? Yeah, yeah. If you want to join in, let me know. Yeah, do you stream at all? No, I don't. Obviously on Discord you can stream to whoever's in yeah, the chat yeah. at the time. So I guess that to show my friends what I'm doing or if they want to watch along, fine. But no, I've never done it um on, on Twitch or on YouTube or anything like that. I don't know, it's you, you do have to have the ability to be entertaining mm-hmm. for long periods of time, which can't I can't hack that very yeah. often. Yeah, no, Apparently it's only like once a week is the aim for a few hours. Not that it's going to help us too much, but like just to get into the flow of it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe it can help. You never know. You never know it. To blow up, you got to give yourself the opportunity, <laughs> or you got to leave that moment for it to happen, right? So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, do you guys game much then? Or I, I don't. I would like to. I think Hayes should be more streaming than me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of my biggest hobbies. Yeah, basically, I don't know what what kind of games do you play. I saw, I see Assassin's Creed and Dark Souls posters in your camera. People can't see this, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For context, my room is covered in in posters. Like I've got Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Pulp Fiction, Hobbit, some Marvel, Django, Dark Souls, Bioshock, Guardians of the Galaxy, more Star Wars, Ace Combat. Yeah, just a bu- bunch. Of, I've actually got some. Um, this is probably going to be the most visual episode of a podcast you're ever going to have. <laughs> I've got some displays here that I need to put up. So their posters printed on metal. Yeah, I saw um, a YouTuber sponsored by them. Yeah, this one's a Dark Souls bonfire done as like an oil painting, which I thought was sick. My friends got me uh, an XL display for my birthday, was it for Christmas? But it's the Lord of the Rings trilogy as a display. It's in four pieces, but it obviously covers the Fellowship, Two Towers and Return of the King. That's mad, but I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) But, But it looks good. (laughs) <laughs> the disgust on Alex. The look Alex just gave. My God, like, it's it's on my watch list though. I'm waiting for it to like come on like Amazon Prime on Netflix. I'll believe it. I'll, I'll yeah. I'll believe it when I when I've heard that you've watched it. Okay, okay. So another one is Horizon Zero Dawn, which is just a fantastic open world game. But the whole concept is sort of humanity has been wiped out. You don't know why. You don't know how. And the world is just full of these machines versions of animals and you, you're basically like no, i don't want to i don't want to say like neanderthal but technology pretty much does not exist like you're you're running around with a bow shooting dinosaurs made out of metal <laughs> like you, you can think like sort of stone age equipment and tools versus mm-hmm. like really really modern tech and it's just the weird dichotomy between the two kind of hard to explain but and i don't want to ruin any, any of the story because you might play it one day but um, yeah, just the the uh, the gameplay is as I've described already, and the story is basically figuring out step by step like what happened and how the world came to be this way, and, and who you are actually is a major major point of of the story. But yeah, fantastic. And the last one, I can never remember. Oh yeah, the last one, Ghosts of Ghost of uh, Tsushima on the PS4. I think it was the last game that came out before PS5. Another absolutely fantastic um, game set in, I can never remember the name of the dynasty, but it's like medieval Japan. And it's, um, and it's basically a Japanese samurai, one of the last Japanese samurai left on this island facing down the Mongol invasion. 
Okay, cool. Um, and the story of him foregoing the traditional sort of honorable samurai route in terms of it's basically going from being an upstanding samurai to being like well, he's called the ghost, but it's more like guerrilla warfare tactics and sort of like, for instance, backstabbing completely dishonorable it basically goes from yeah the traditional upstanding samurai to like an to to an assassin essentially and foregoing any shred of like honor and decency for uh for the dub (laughs) (laughs) whatever it takes yeah whatever it takes to win and save his well so obviously he's doing it for a good reason to save his homeland but like yeah, I, w- I won't. I won't spoil the story because again, you should play it, Hamish. Absolutely fantastic I don't, game. I don't have a PS4. Yeah, we'll get one. <laughs> <laughs> I um, do have a new PC setup now because oh, I nice. wanted to replace one of my laptop. But yeah, it would be nice for there to be other games. But I just enjoy Call of Duty right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm into um Cold War. Right oh now. shit! We should, wait, we can play cross platform, so we should actually play together then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add me on. Um, I, I've got BattleNet. But, yeah, oh uh, shit! Yeah, yeah, we can do that then because I play on PC. Yes, the, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, add me after. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not much of a gamer. I don't play a lot. I get played, but I don't play a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you get played. <laughs> That's right. It's not for everyone. But obviously, so what have you been doing to uh, fill your time in the pandemic then? Chirps. <laughs> Chirps. No, no, no I, don't, I actually don't know. Time's just. Do your viewers know what that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most we've we've mentioned it enough times, <laughs> but we've got some um some agony agony uncle questions. Oh, okay. What? So like a like a have you heard the term agony aunt Hamish? No. So like it's basically people come with problems and you oh you, so you, you help them out. But we're we're like we're a couple guys, you know. We're so we're some guys. So agony uncles makes a bit more sense. You mean a few because we're more yeah yeah, yeah. But the people that send the questions might not know if it was a guy or a girl. Do you know what I mean? So we got some few questions from listeners. We'll see how we go. Got got three here. We'll see if we get through them. We'll keep it anonymous. So first one is, hi, bit nervous about writing this in, but we'd like to hear what you think. My partner doesn't listen to the podcast, so should be fine. And then a bit of an awkward face. Actually, I'm not sure if I was supposed to read that bit. But, <laughs> anyway. but they should listen to it. My partner has faked a medical emergency every time I try to leave. How can I leave safely for both of us? I say faked because every time there has been there has been holes in the story. One was a car crash, but there was no physical evidence, no hospital <laughs> evidence. Another was a heart attack, but again there were holes in the story. Was there a hole in the heart? <laughs> nice. So this person. Good lord. And what would you do? So I I want to leave my partner, and every time I try and leave, something's happened. Which obviously you feel bad about leaving in that situation because like if if they're actually being serious. And didn't you say you'd go serial for your girlfriend? Yeah, I'll do what I've got to do. Who'd say, who'd go to the end the of the world itself. Exactly, Alex. Alex knows. No, no, the, no. The scenario was like, if, if she got offered a job in Syria, would I move to Syria with her? And I was like, yeah, why not? Hot Joe? topic. Character building. <laughs> Literally. Wow. Okay. Um, well, given that they've had a track record of faking. Lying. I, I, guess it, they- I guess there's no proof, though. There's no proof either way that they're being serious. Yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? But. I think, well, obviously, you're always number one priority until you can sort of, you've got to look after yourself because nobody else is going to. Yeah. And somebody else, if you're not happy in a relationship, it's, I've, I've learned the hard way. It's better to be single than be in a bad relationship. Obviously, you don't want any harm to come 
to the other person. That's never the aim. But you've got to look after yourself. And if, and if that relationship's not doing it for you anymore, then I, I think you've just got to stick to your guns, no matter, no matter what, really. Because that's just, it's just a way of keeping you trapped. Yeah, I'd say you've got to wait until there's a moment where it's impossible for them to fake it. Do you know what I mean? Like you On just, the shitter. <laughs> yeah, you're just together. Actually, I guess COVID, they can't. It's a, bit, it's a bit tough. Do you know what I mean? They've got to be like together in the same room. And then you can't like fake it then right there and then. Do you know what I mean? Either that or, or you just send the text. What are you going to do? Meet up? No, because it's illegal. <laughs> Completely block on everything. You don't hear the response. You just, it's over. Bye-bye. Bit of a harsh way of doing it, but it that would, would work. solve the problem. But then what if, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hamish, what are you saying? Why also wouldn't you confront them saying, how do I know this is true? Yeah, you know, that's assumed going to happen, right? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, good. I assume that, they've done that. Then that, that's the path I would follow. And it would basically be along Alex's Typical route. Hamish going straight for confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> Better to get out of the way. <laughs> but then I'm sure they must have like... Spoken about it. Yeah, yeah. Surely. Or maybe not. Maybe that's why... Asking us for the help, you know what I mean? Imagine asking Aaron and Hamish for fucking help. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a deep one as well. This is a... Uh, mm. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, no. Neither did I. I thought... Christ, <laughs> was not expecting that. But yeah, I'd, I'd reckon stick to your guns. You know, do what you have to do. If you're not happy anymore, their health is not your, their health and happiness is not your responsibility. Whereas you have to look after yourself. And that involves looking after your happiness. And mm-hmm. if the relationship isn't doing it for you, then. Wouldn't you help, like, take care of your partner's health and happiness, apart from the scenario? Like, would it, isn't that part of a relationship or? Happiness, no. Health, I would say it's a, you know, it's not your responsibility, but obviously if you care for someone, you're going to do everything you can to help them out and, you know, safeguard them. But no, no, no. My absolute golden rule is you are responsible for your own happiness and you should never, ever, ever put it on somebody else to make you happy in a relationship. That's the golden rule because that's, that's just incredibly toxic putting your happiness in somebody else's hands. I like that. I like that. You've got no right to do that. And they have no, like if they fail, what, how are they going to feel? They're going to feel guilty for not being able to like make you content anymore. So not only are you going to be leaving yourself incredibly exposed, but you're actually also going to be directly impacting somebody else who you seemingly are meant to care for. So it just doesn't work. It's paradox an oxymoron yeah i like it hopefully hopefully that answers the question second one second email we got is hi aaron plus hamish plus guest so i've liked my brother's best friend for quite a while now and we got closer and closer before covid as we normally all hang out together anyway one thing led to another and we became a thing i'm really happy probably happier than i ever have been but my brother has a problem with it we haven't really spoken about it. He seemed fine at the beginning, but him and my partner slash his best friend don't even speak anymore. That's right. That's a... <laughs> I feel like I've heard this one. It does, does ring a bell. Yikes. Brother's best friend. I mean, surely it's none of the brother's business. Why would the brother get so offended about his best friend going out with, what, his sister? What we don't actually know the again? gender. We don't actually know the genders. Okay. Basically, like, first of all, Say I'm Aaron's best friend. I wouldn't. I shouldn't be going for like. Wait. So it's 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 like if you or my sister started dating, and then I got pissed off about it. 
Yeah, so like, first of all, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be the one putting you in that scenario anyways. I shouldn't be going to... But why not? Your... Why not? Yeah, what's... Ah, that's just off limits, man. Like, how? I, was, I saw actually a podcast about this as well. That and I surely, that, with... surely it's actually better than anything, considering it's probably where half of it comes from. You, you get on with, with Aaron, you know, they're in the same family. They might they be brought up together. They're probably quite similar in terms of how they, they act. You just can't go for your friend's siblings. That's just Why? Oh, no. Why? Off limits. Like I don't know. That's just. That's just I think that's a no. That obviously that's a personal decision you've made, but I don't think that's it, that's in any unwritten rule or or anything. I think that's a purely personal decision from Hamish. But you know, I think it's quite a common one. No, Hamish's viewpoint. I think a lot of people would think the same it as is, Hamish. Yeah, I don't agree real. with it, but I I'd like, say it's fair game. Hamish, if you had a sister and she was paying, bro. <laughs> 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 don't, don't feel see. bad if I um, get the chirps on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think. I think the brother is being a bit unfair. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think it's any of his business, and he definitely should not be losing a, a friend over a oh, relationship right. between his supposed friend and his family member. That seemed that just genuinely. I can't understand why you'd get upset about that. There's a foot asylum video, I think, with Chunks, Philly, and Nella Rose, where they were discussing which scenario to be in out of this, like going for the um, best friend's parent or someone else. I forget who it was, or the best friend's ex or something. But yeah, like I, I could would, understand I would... if it was a if it was an ex, yeah. that would be off limits. I feel like that has a better, a more understanding view of more understandable view of being off limits. The, I the way understand. I think is like if they're your best friend, that surely there's like it's basically like family at that point, at least by my definition. Yeah. So like, why would you go for family? Hmm. But, but they're but the, not family. That's the thing. That's like if you had a best friend who then you like fell in love with. That's like family, right? But that's that's fine. Oh yeah, no, Aaron's got a point. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> no, but in this case, the scenario is me and you, where it's a sibling of one of the other. Why? Why would you? Why, I don't know. I just wouldn't put myself in that scenario. I'd just be like off limits as soon as. I think again, it comes down to putting your beliefs onto somebody else also it doesn't really seem the person said that they haven't really spoken about it so maybe you just need to like speak to your brother or something yeah you know maybe I mean? just chat about it yeah maybe he's just feeling offended because he didn't talk to him about it hmm. yeah maybe from neither party that's also fair that, 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 that i could understand if it came i mean if you're friends why it's wouldn't probably it nice come, yeah if you're best nice friends why wouldn't it come up in conversation hmm. you know that is I, I'd say they fair. probably knew that this was going to be a bit awkward dicey yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's a stupid scenario. What if it does, does your opinion change if it wasn't like a sibling, if it was like a cousin? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe with cousins it's a bit less, but with, with siblings, it's a definitely no. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think the general advice here is just they need to just speak about it. Yeah. Just speak about it first. See what happens. But yeah. Communication. I think that's basically yep. the advice we can all agree on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would agree. And then if you don't like that, you can choose which one you prefer. <laughs> but Hamish is wrong. <laughs> Alex okay. is wrong. This is this is the last one. Hey fellas. So great job with the pod. Really enjoying the apps. So basically I'm in the same boat as the brother Aaron. Oh fantastic. There's a girl I like, but she has a boyfriend. Cheers. <laughs> what do you mean, man? How do they know that? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you even talking to, Aaron? <laughs> Who's sending these emails? Anyway. I really, I really like her and can't stop thinking about her. I don't really know the guy, but me and the girl are friends. I haven't told... Okay, there's a name here. 
I haven't told Barbara, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure she knows. What do I do? Wait, wait, wait. So who likes who here? So, so the guy is friends with this girl who has a boyfriend, and he's also either falling in love with her or has fallen in love with her and doesn't know what to do about it. Yeah. That one, that one yeah. always sucks. That's pretty much that. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> so I, um, I, I think, mate. Oh, actually, I don't know. I'll be a homewrecker. That's just my advice. I don't know. I'm kind of like that's because you endorse this kind of behavior. It's a tough one. It's really, really tough. I was in a healthy relationship for ten years, and then you you wanted to go chop. So would you do it, knowing that you could damage something that could be? I don't. Know if I don't know if there's harm in in letting your feelings known. Yeah, I think. And then letting them decide from. Yeah, like I that. think coming clean, being honest. I yeah, I think coming clean and being honest about it is probably the best port of call. Just explain to her, look, this is how I feel, and that it's either going to go two ways. Either you're going to get the girl, or you're not. And then it comes down to: Are you going to remain friends, or are you going to be ostracized? What ostracized? What? It just means like. Got rid of. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's definitely a tough one. Generally, I would always advocate if someone's in a relationship, leave them alone. Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter your feelings. Do the right thing. Let them live their life. But I also, I do agree with Aaron as well in that, yeah, it's just tough, isn't it? I mean, you can't ignore. It's really, really difficult to ignore emotions and feelings, especially of that magnitude. Put it like this, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, say you're about to basically propose to your girl, and now some, and I, now I said to your girl, "Oh, I have feelings for you." What Honestly, I'd feel like I'd feel sorry for you because <laughs> I would feel more than confident in my relationship. Okay. Well, then that's probably you. You wouldn't like someone else trying to move to your girl. I would. I'd only not like it if there was reason not to. There was like it would put it in jeopardy, like the relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Like, really, I think I would have like total trust that. In your partner. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, you would be a bit annoyed. Like, obviously, yeah, obviously, you'd be like, like piss oh, off. What's, 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 yeah, <laughs> what's, what's, what's this, yeah, what's this guy doing? Yeah, but I suppose, I suppose there's no harm in it, I guess. But like, like, a, like being honest with it, I don't think there's any harm in that. It's then uh, you put the, the ball in the girl's court. Obviously, if she is fully devoted to her, her boyfriend, then that's going to be it. But if she's not, that's yeah. where things can get a bit tricky. I'd say being honest about your feelings, I wouldn't say like trying to sabotage the relationship or anything, but just telling her how you feel is not the worst thing that you could do. Probably probably the best thing because it, it leads to a resolution. Either it's going to work out or it doesn't. And either way, you either get what you want or you have to get over it. Because yeah, Hamish, when you feel like, what if? In like 10 years time, would you like regret? Like, could you have some regret to maybe just leaving it? Chummy. Yeah, that's true. Are you saying? Are you saying like not confronting the the feelings? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Wait. So, are you saying in this scenario, I haven't said to her about this? Yeah, because if you didn't tell her how you feel, would you then regret it later on? First of all, I would try to make myself avoid this. I spoke about this in the past with other people offline, but I'll make sure I'm not in this position in the first place to be sort of falling for this girl or having this much interaction where. It puts you in a situation. It puts sometimes you can't though help the situation. So yeah, sometimes you can't help it. That's what love is, right? It's just a big First of all, I'm a very confrontational person. So in the stupid scenario where I get into this case, I would have confronted it and then I put and I would back off because it or I I don't know, maybe in this case, maybe I wouldn't have said it. I would just back off because why am I gonna try ruin her goddamn relationship? 
because I'm just being some selfish little prick. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the most morally correct way to approach it, like being respectful to the guy and the girl's relationship. And there's millions of other ladies. To be fair, there. I don't think you're, the person's necessarily thinking about, like, I'm going to ruin this relationship. Yeah, yeah, but, it, yeah, he's just probably thinking about it in a vacuum. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should ask someone close to you for an opinion. Like, I feel like they would, the people that are. That's what they've done. They've reached out to the podcast. Yes, obviously obviously we're close, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the people that are close to me would basically say to me the the thing that I would say now in a clear conscience. So that's probably why I need to hear. If I I was to reach out to them regarding the situation, which is also lowly likely, because I like to keep everything anonymous. But if you had to, you should do that and then see. But realistically, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put anyone else's thing in jeopardy. Yeah, maybe if they were close, one, you could tell them, oh, no, I feel for you. I need to take a break so that it doesn't jeopardize whatever. Yeah. But you don't, I don't know. Maybe you need, you need to make sure that it's like the type of feeling that you're enjoying being their friend or you're enjoying being in a relationship with them. You don't need to ruin everything. The outcomes are this. You either get into a relationship with them, you lose the relationship with them completely, or you remain friends. I don't think there's any other outcome. Good question. Good question. Whoever's in this situation, I'm sorry. I, I think I'm, I feel sorry for all of these people, actually. Christ. <laughs> people be living it rough. That's uh, COVID. COVID's uh, yeah, not, not helping. Yikes. I hope we've given them uh, some clarity on their situations. Yeah. No, I think we have. I think we have. Yeah, that, that's, that's all for them. I'm actually going to ask you oh. guys a question. What would your death row meals be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would want. Oh, all right. So, no, hang on. Let me clarify. Starter, first course, second course, optional cheeses. Optional cheese. Dessert, and it's up to you to specify drink pairings. Oh, I, I was going to say, can I just order like the dishes I like most, the exact versions of them, and get them? Like, is that normal suitable? So, the first one, the starter is actually. I mean, if it's on death row, who cares? Right? You're going to die anyway. If you have to throw up to eat more, do it. <laughs> there, there's a bit of me that wants to be absolutely petty. So if they're going to like, like you know, electrocute me or something, then I want to make sure that they get the most horrific spell if I eat the worst foods. But I'm not going to do that, yeah. What are you doing, bro? Why you, you're on death row? Why are you thinking of revenge? <laughs> just, just leave it. Make sure they suffer on my way out as well. I would say Malaysian banana tree, basically vegan satay that they have, the tofu vegan satay or satay, sorry. All you pricks with the peanut sauce that it comes with, and Ooh, that sounds yeah. good. And sweet confitables, perfect mix with sweet with sweet chili dip. That and that's good. That should be starters sorted. I would want falafel, but I'd want it from like Warwick Library Cafe, ideally, <laughs> just because they, they did really good falafel burger slash falafel wraps. So Heinz ketchup with sugar this time because I'm gonna die anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'll just get the one the one with full sugar, full salt. I was just trying to imagine you say you want falafel from Warwick University Library <laughs> Cafe. Yeah, <laughs> can't believe that. Shout out Warwick once more. <laughs> I'd want chicken biryani made by my parents. Nice. I'd want, you know, like the Indian snacks, the fried snacks. I want some samosas and stuff like that from Shoyona. What else is there? Then dessert. What, what would I want as a dessert? There's probably some more mains I'm missing out, but those are like you some of the yeah. mains. I like, I'd want you, a bit of, you know, I want, I want a bit of falafel and stuff. I want a bit of that chicken biryani. I want a bit of aloo parata. So like potato, pro- if you know what parata is, then it's like a stuffed kind of bread. Yeah, yeah. I got That's you. Great. One stuffed with the custom recipe of potatoes that is used at home. Man, spices. Hamish has got this down. I've oh. never seen someone just reel it off. Like I had to think about this 
I was thinking about it last night and I was, it took me a good long time to come up with an answer. And even then, I would change it on the daily. <laughs> depending probably, on how I'm feeling. There's probably a lot more stuff I'd want to add on, but like some of the most things that I want, would want right now that I could think of. Also for dessert, I definitely want Haagen vanilla ice cream and a milkshake from Meat and Shake. Ever heard someone say, I definitely want Haagen vanilla? Yeah, <laughs> no, that, they use really they use Madagascar vanilla, the proper one, so it tastes really. But why nice. don't you add some like? Did you let me finish? I said I want a milk- it or something. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's going to be. I said I want a chicken cottage burger, like the OG chicken cottage chicken fillet burger. Oh, mate, you've, you've you've said you're having you're dying like twice here or three times the amount of stuff you said. Anyway, I think that's a good meal. What about you, Aaron? Mine's um, oh, one more thing. One more thing. I'd also want a milkshake from Lola's cupcake milkshake. Yeah, agree. Mine's a large Big Mac meal with strawberry milkshake and an apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> for, for starter... I'd the absolute have, audacity to reel off a McDonald's order. The starter, I'd have um, prawn cocktail. Do you mean the skips crisp? No, no, no. Bag of crisps for a start. Yeah, yeah. Just get me some Walker's prawn cocktail. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I so don't no, I mean the one where you have all the prawns and then you got the sauce in the middle. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, let's go for that for a starter. For context viewers, he just licked his lips thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to a winner. <laughs> First course, I'll have a dish of nachos. My or nachos, as some people like to say. Nachos. Nice. Yeah, yeah. but like Conway, Conway recipe. Ooh. Do you eat with a knife and fork, or do you just eat? No, it no, like hands. Go down. He's an animal. You can tell. Unless I'm with a girl, then I'll see what the situation's saying. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. You think of a romantic meal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then second course. I'm thinking an In and Out double double animal style burger. In and Out. Yeah, yeah. So West Coast. They represent. have those here. No, no, you... no, no. We're gonna. He wants it imported. Get it from California. Get an import. And then for dessert, I think sugar pancakes with sugar, sugar, and... <laughs> sugar. <laughs> dessert pancakes with sugar and lemon juice. Just. You know, the good old... The absolute stuff. standard. And you ask for a spliff as well. Because if you're dying... <laughs> <you're not>. <laughs> <laughs> That's not food, Hamish. Hey, you ask for like a brownie like uh, from Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe know. you could. You could, you could. Like, yeah, that, you could. That would be so funny. I'm off my face here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, good. that that could be the smart move. That could that actually be, be a smart move. Then you'd be put to sleep by it anyway, so they could just... Be... That'd be quite safe. Yeah, good idea. And then drink. I think I'm going to go for like... A milkshake. Ah, I was I was going on this 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 line. Where where from? At the moment, I'm leaning to a Shake Shack milkshake. Oh, okay. An Oreo or a, a cookies and cream or a salted caramel. They're the flavors: Oreo, salted caramel, or cookies and cream. I th- I think there's three big names in the milkshake game. TGI Fridays do a sick strawberry milkshake. GBK shakes. Oh, GBKs are good as well. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, GBK shakes banger and i shake shack i've heard good things of shake shack actually i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah after whenever we can next meet i'm gonna take you not to either watford or wherever in southwest london there's a meet and shake and i'm gonna make you have the milkshake there and you're never gonna say these things about these dodgy places like fucking shake shack and tgi to be fair the shake shack i had was in america and i feel like it might be better than a shake shack you know shake shack is shit nah the in and out has got better burgers, but Shake Shack's got better like fries and just I remind think, drink me as well. after this pandemic to make sure we go to Meat and Shake. And trust me, yeah, cool. 
I'm not gonna lie, meat and shake just sounds like a B Tech Shake Shack. Yeah, it sounds like off brand shake, shake Shack. But the drink also, I would consider a double Malibu and Coke, <laughs> a mango lussy, or a lychee Rubicon. Oh, oh, Aaron with the culture. Lychee Rubicon. Oh, you know, their sparkling mango is sick as well. Oh, I'm not, I like their, the, like, mango juice drink instead yeah, yeah, of the yeah, fizzy that's one. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd take both. But the lychee banger. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm so hungry right now. I hope you In it, I, why have I done this? It's, it's midday. I've asked you your death row meals. Yeah. Right, and I'm sitting here famished. As Alex asks that because we're, we're on our final questions now. And his first question is, what is your death row meal? So, like I said, I was thinking about it last, last night. My answer's changed already. But I, last night, I came up with the answer of like for starters like mixed platters of like cold meats cheeses smoked salmon oh smoked salmon fuck smoked salmon banging oh. you know you know you know i could i could tell by the prawn cocktail starter that you're you're a man of culture wait Aaron, <laughs> wouldn't you have a fish and chips on your way out as well like i did i did think fish and chips oh, or maybe instead of the na- than the naturals but um but yeah like all classic starters like parma ham and melon insalata Tricolori, which is like mozzarella, yeah, yeah, tomato. That, I don't know what you said, but that sounded fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like cold meats, cheeses, uh, smoked salmon, just all of those little nibbles that you can, almost like tapas. In fact, throw some fucking Spanish tapas in there. <laughs> yeah, just oh, all those little nibbles that you can have like scattered around the table. Oh, some foie gras as well. Um, all, all with some nice crusty white bread or or baguette. First course, I think I'd have ramen. Ramen, okay. Nice big roll, bowl of ramen. Second course, I think I'd go. I want to say steak, but it's a bit bland. But yeah, I'd feel bad for not having a pizza. But <laughs> but I, I do love a good steak. You know, a nice steak, chips, pepper sauce, beautiful, <laughs> and some side salad. Yeah. Oh, maybe I might add the Pizza Hut salad bar into my <laughs> into nice. my uh, into my thing. <laughs> I think I'd skip cheeses if I had it in the starter dessert. I would go for a mixed selection of lemon tart, chocolate lava cake, and watermelon. And for dessert, I'd have a GBK shake. I think I'd go something with peanut butter. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be quite nice. I think. To go with the steak, I'd have a nice glass of red wine. But my dad's quite into wine, so he's 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 in with the wine culture. So I'd have a nice nice glass of. I was going to say Tesco Valley box wine. <laughs> no man, <laughs> I think it's um. I, can't, I don't think it's. I think it's a Rioja, but it's uh, it's the eight ninety Rioja. It's like one hundred and fifty quid a bottle. <laughs> it's good stuff. Right. No, no, I think it's more than that. I think it's two hundred pound a bottle. <laughs> I'd have a nice glass of that with the steak. I'm not sure if, I, if I'd have a drink with the ramen, considering it's mostly liquid Yeah, it's anyway. kind of, yeah, like soupy. Aaron, you forgot one dessert, by the way, creme de la Rio. Uh, that's, that's a given. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be my, I think that'd be my death row. I'd be happy with that meal. I'd be sad that I'm not having a nice Neapolitan pizza. I mean, to be honest, I might just cheat and ask for a Neapolitan pizza anyway, for takeaway. Takeaway to the chair. <laughs> Hamish added on about five extra things you can have. <laughs> I'm still thinking of things I can add on now, but it's just too much. <laughs> just die of food. You'll basically too have a bit food. of everything and have a bit of every single food you like. 
and go out. Yeah, if you can do that, like just smaller portions of each thing, maybe. Well, the second question is, what's on your bucket list? Shit, I should have thought about this already. But um, okay, skydiving for sure. I've been skiing, but it doesn't mean that I can't add it to the bucket list to go again. <laughs> I want to go skiing in Austria because I haven't been there before. Nice. Um, Great Barrier Reef. I think that'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Either snorkeling or diving. Bungee jumping, I think would be pretty cool. Similar sort of thing to skydiving. Maybe if I go skydiving, I won't also need to go bungee jumping. But hey, it's a bucket list one. I'll add both. Funnily enough, I've still never been to Rome. I definitely want to go to Rome. I want to go to quite a lot of places. Yeah. I think Asia would be pretty cool to visit. I want to go to Chile. Have you guys looked at, like, Chile looks phenomenal. Yeah, no, South America would be one of mine. Yeah, Peru, that'd be quite cool. Seeing Machu Picchu. Niagara Falls might be quite decent. There are so many beautiful places. So many. Private jet, flying a private jet. I think that'd be quite cool. Quite an experience. I'd want to fly Drake's one just for the sake of it. (laughs) (laughs) Christ. I think also I'd want to go to space. I think that, I think seeing the Earth from space would be a, not life changing, but I would definitely think it would be one of those things that would stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, sure it would. Yeah, they're going to send me to die. Just chuck me into space. Oh, no, that would be a horrible way to die. <laughs> Floating on your own until you run out of oxygen or collide with a, with a tiny rock. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a good uh, good selection of stuff, I think. Third and final question. So this is a question we ask every guest that comes on, and it's what has been your most memorable third-wheeling experience? So it's not technically a, a third-wheeling experience, I guess, but I originally, so I was on a, asked out on a date by a girl to go ice skating i took uh, i took one of my uh best mates along with me at the time for backup and moral support wait so it's just you it's the girl that asked you to go out no no, no. she's got her she's got a couple of friends with her okay, okay so okay. i've taken one of my friends with me i've spent most i've spent most of the date with her but one of her friends and one of my and and my mate sort of well there must have been spark. I didn't see them because obviously I was I was busy at the time, falling on my ass. Ice skating's hard. You'd think that I'd be able to I'd be able to ice skate after being skiing, but no. But yeah, it seems like my mate and one of her mates hit it off, and they've been in pretty much a relationship for coming on, if not already past eight years. And it all yeah. started from that first date because that's how they met. So it's, it's largely thanks to you. <laughs> But asking him to come. I wouldn't say it's largely thanks to me. I would say it's completely thanks to me. <laughs> 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 and I may or may not mention it at their wedding. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's nice. But that's yeah, nice. I'd, I'd say that's probably. I don't know if that fits the question, but uh, that does. Yeah, we 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 take we take any anything, <laughs> any and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that'd be it. And the next section is a call out. So you can basically nominate one or many people to hopefully be a guest. In the oh future. man, I nominated many people at the start of our conversation when we were talking about Warwick. Just take any of them Bella, Hassan, Cam, Jitin, all the Aki, dons. All, any of the dons, Fuchs, McPherson. Awesome. We'll be, we'll be tagging a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Alex Fuchs. comes through with a list. <laughs> Yeah, last bit is just a bit of a shout out. So basically, anything you want to give a shout out to or plug can be literally anything you want. Yeah, floor's yours, Alex. If you have anything. Yeah, no. Considering it came up so much, I, I'm going to shout out anyone that I've mentioned here in the pod. 
just for for all those memories that we made at, at university reminiscing about them here and probably whenever we meet up as well is uh is always is always lovely as i'm sure you guys can agree with so yeah oh also to add to the list matt smiles from northern sock oh yeah big lad uh, there's so many more people that deserve deserve a mention but i, I can't <laughs> yeah yeah no worries but yeah no just shout out to uh many people that went to warwick uni yep big up big up hamish anything yeah i was gonna shout out the album by Fredo called Money Can't Buy Happiness. Um, and obviously has one of the banging tracks on there called Money Talks featuring Dave, which I'm sure everyone must have heard by this point. If not, go check it out. Banging album. Cool. Uh, I'm going to shout out. So like about like 10 months ago, I made a website called uh, Rona.live, which is kind of like a COVID-19 just has like a bunch of numbers. But basically I'm remaking it for some reason. I just decided to make a redesign it and add in some uh some vaccination stuff make it a bit more positive than just showing like those who have covid and those who have died so uh yeah go check that out when that's live hopefully when this episode comes out okay but yeah i think that's pretty much it so um yeah alex thanks to million for coming on yeah no thanks for the invite lads it was great i've really enjoyed my time yeah yeah this uh been recording for almost three hours Christ. So, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been going at it. We've been chatting. Yeah. Hopefully everyone else has uh, enjoyed enjoyed the episode as well. And we'll catch you all next week. All right. Have a good day, everyone. All right. Good see good you guys. Day. All right. Take care. All right. Peace. Quiz. Never too hard for the peace. I've seen some things. My brothers, they're losing their peace.